This episode of 321 Lay On Podcast is brought to you by LARPBox, a monthly subscription box for LARPers by LARPers. Go to LARPBox.com and use the promo code 321PODCAST to receive 10% off your next purchase. I'm really interested in all this, so I've never done a podcast before. It'd be very interesting to take part. Me too is my first. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> Alrighty. Here we go. All right. Welcome to 321 Lay On Podcast, Next Level Nerds, podcast about live action roleplay. On this show, we're trying to learn as much as we can about LARP and the community and anything else that we happen to find interesting as well. Please visit nextlevelnerd.com or search our name anywhere on the web and you can find our other shows about gaming, movies, TV, and comics. My name is Ashton Ruby and joining me today is Rob, the founder of the web application MyLARP. How are you doing tonight, Rob? Doing pretty well, Ashton. Thanks so much for having me on. Sure, thanks for coming. Uh, we were introduced through a, a mutual acquaintance, Alec, from uh, LARPnews.org. Yeah, right. Alec and I have been uh, talking, and uh, he sort of mentioned uh, a podcast, and he, he wanted me to uh, reach out, and, and he kind of drew some connects for us. So, yeah, he's been really, uh, really good at keeping me in the loop about what he's up to as well over at LARP News. Yeah, we had him on a while back, talk about his new website. And, uh, yeah, he's been connecting us, connecting us with a few different people, uh, which is nice because my brother and myself, who started the podcast, we're kind of, we're not new to LARPing, but we're, f- like, freshly back into it of only about a year, two years maybe. So uh, the community is, you know, we started a decade ago uh, and, you know, it's just exploded since then, obviously. So it's nice to be connecting people and connecting with people and learning more about the community and and certainly to see the uh, advances of technology and how that's been incorporated with LARP. That's been my observation, too, with the community. We've had uh, the opportunity to go out to a few conventions across the the continental U.S. and I've had chats Mm -hmm. with some some uh, campaign owners and uh, directors and the convention owners. And it seems like the the word community is a great word, I think, for for all of us LARPers because we all certainly uh, enjoy what we do. And with the diverse set of skills that we all bring to the table from our professional lives, I think that it'll only continue to grow into a a stronger, uh, more advanced sort of community where we're sharing things, we're sharing technology, we're sharing Mm -hmm. business skills and assets. It's, I think it's only just growing, kind of like you said. We're, we're all yeah. a community. Yeah, definitely. And I definitely enjoy doing that, kind of these media skills and things. If I get to use it, you know, with a hobby that I enjoy, that's just kind of like a win-win, you know? Exactly, yeah. So, so cool. Let's get a little bit of your background. When did you get started LARPing? How did you find out about it? All that stuff. Oh, yeah. I was I was a younger man. I'm... I'm in my uh, mid-30s now, and uh, but I was a younger man, and some, some older fellas came by the comic shop I used to hang out at, and they were talking about this thing that I, I never knew about, and it was, and they were all dressed up in these really great uh, kit and uh, mm-hmm. really great garb, and I thought it was just really nice. The sort of stuff I never really saw outside of the once-a-year convention that came through my area, uh, and so I was just really fascinated, and... Mm-hmm. Uh, I went, 
and attended my first event. And I have to say, I was probably the the hook was sunk very quickly for me. And uh, so that was probably around I want to say 1998, maybe 1999. It was quite a while back. So, mm -hmm. uh, but I'm still quite uh, you know quite enamored with the entire community and and LARPing in general. I just, I just love the idea. I think it brings out a lot of the best creativity in people as well. Yeah, I often hear people say it's, you know, no short of creative people uh, playing LARP and, and running LARPs. Uh, and that's what I've seen getting back into it, definitely. Uh, you know, because it's a mix of a lot of hobbies, really. You know, you can, it's, it's improv acting, it's writing, it's... Uh, crafts if you make your own stuff um, and definitely the athletics yeah the athletics as well you know <laughs> you get out there and you're running and jumping and spinning around you're getting all your aerobics in and so you definitely get your heart rate up especially when something jumps out of the bushes at three o'clock in the morning <laughs> so. yeah totally now uh, what game was that that you played if you want to share yeah I got started with um uh, Solar, which is out of uh, the South of it, yeah. United States, yeah, they um they had a quite a couple of chapters, and um, I'm from the Mississippi area originally, so there was there's a Mississippi chapter, and uh, that's what we were that's that's how we all and in my little uh, troop that we had down there, that's how we all got in was through Solar, and then a few yeah. others sort of cropped up in the area after a while, and we started doing those as well. But uh, mainly Solar, it's still going uh, since 1998. It's still around and going strong. So great leadership team over there. Um, I even GM'd uh, one of the chapters for a little while myself along with a partner. Oh, cool. And uh, so had a great time with that. That's cool. And these other games, are they mostly uh, like sword and sorcery fantasy style or...? Solar definitely is. Yeah, that's your um, kind of classic buffer LARP with uh, mm -hmm. you know your epic fantasy type uh, archetypes uh -huh. uh, mixed in. So, uh, but they've got a few other chapters as well uh, as well that sort of have a different slant on uh, you know not necessarily your Tolkien esque world. Um, they have a sort of post apocalyptic chapter uh, called Aftermath, and they have a, mm -hmm. uh, a different chapter in Atlanta and a different chapter in South Carolina that all have sort of a different slant on how they tell their story. So, nice. But yeah, definitely the boffer larp with the sort of sword and sorcery so theme. I think. Nice. Cool. And currently still playing that game? or? Well, actually, I have, uh, I have hung up my spurs on that only because I did have to make a move uh, okay. to, a, to a different area. So I'm, I'm 12 hours away. Mm -hmm. um, however, luckily, uh, I'm already in the process of of moving back. Uh, so, well, not exactly back, but close enough that it could be a weekend trip uh, sure. without too much uh, difficulty. And uh, I probably will find myself hanging out with all of my old friends again not too not too long from now. Awesome. No, that's nice. Um, and yeah, I I understand uh, the worth a weekend trip because um, our current game we're playing is. On the other side of Pennsylvania, from us, so that's like a five-hour drive. Yeah, that's a hope. We decided to make it out. Yeah, it worked better. I probably tell this story every other podcast, but <laughs> uh, when my brother lived in Pittsburgh and I lived in New England, it was kind of a nice midway point for us to hang out and get to do something fun. Um, but now I moved back to Pittsburgh, so that's pretty we, nice. We like we like the game, you know, family, you know. Yeah, yeah, um, but we like the game so much. Uh, 
and the players and the staff and everything that we still make try to make it out every now and then. Okay, what so. type of uh, genre are you guys uh, most fav- your most favorite? Same uh, fantasy, high fantasy, sword sorcery, buffer, yeah. that kind of thing. I definitely, especially doing this podcast, want to like broaden my horizons and <laughs> try out some. I played a more um, what was it? What did they call it? like cyberpunk post apocalyptic? A uh, really small game in in New York, a summer or two ago. Oh yeah, which was fun. I've had a lot of uh, I've had a lot of people tell me about like a lot of post-apoc um, or you know sort of that after society crashes around us sort mm-hmm. of uh, theme. Um, that's getting super popular. Um, yeah. As I've gone around talking to people at different conventions and just having conversations uh, with folks like yourself, um, you know, that post-apoc is just it's blowing up, you know. It's it's almost. Yeah. I would say it's almost as popular as the the high fantasy. Yeah. People are so into it these days, and plus, um, it sort of draws in the crowds that really enjoy the steampunk ethos. Um, whereas maybe the the high fantasy doesn't as much. Mm-hmm. Uh, so like, you can definitely find like those guys who really enjoy steampunk for the aesthetic, for the ethos, and they'll come on board and want to play the post-apoc. Uh, you know, for that reason, and they always have like some really great garb. Like you can tell, they put <laughs> hours and hours into it, Definitely. and it's really wonderful to see. That's that's one of my favorite parts about LARP is just seeing, just the enthusiasm behind the garb. I love it. Yeah, yeah, that's another thing that's cool with technology is you know Instagram and Facebook, Pinterest, and getting to see people's you know creations and the crazy costumes they make in Europe and mm. and uh, sort of these. You know, LARP profiles that get to make these elaborate costumes and so it's very impressive. Showcase their skills. Yeah, it's cool. I wish I had that level of uh, <laughs> patience. Number one, to like sit there and sew for six, seven, eight hours, uh, yeah. or craft or that sort of thing. You know, I'm um, you know, as as with the my LARP thing, you know, I'll sit here and I'll write out code all day long, but put a needle and thread in my hand, and I I'm as good as a, uh, a caveman. So yeah. <laughs> you have a particular character type you like to play or a favorite character you've played uh, I'll be honest I've always loved playing a villain it's yeah, yeah. it's always been something I've enjoyed doing um, you know my, my fiance says you know things like uh, you know I remember your old villain character you know and I I always think back to that character I love that character and he was so much fun <laughs> and uh, you know it's certainly uh we we made some lifelong friends, made some lifelong enemies in in our old campaign, but uh, you know after the game was over, we could all go out and have a little bit of dinner or lunch or whatever together, and all you know be friends even though I might have just murdered you a few <laughs> few hours earlier, you know we're all still friends, you know. Yeah. I might buy them an extra drink at the bar, you know, just to kind of soothe over that's some hurt right. feelings, but. Hey, that's good. Yeah, olive <laughs> branch, whatever. Yeah. Yeah, I gotta extend it. <laughs> yeah. No, I, I don't. I tend to veer away from that uh, as far as playing. Um, but when I NPC your cast, that's always a fun role to play. Um, just kind of seeing what you can get away with, or yes, you know, just trying out a different hat or whatever. You know, that was always my enjoy, my kind of uh, go-to role, I, I suppose. Just because I guess maybe that was like my first character, and uh, it just seemed very easy to kind of be a con man slash bad guy and antagonist if you will you know sure. and uh, 
I, I usually got into uh, more doing the NPC roles more than playing my own character, to be honest. I, I, oh, yeah. I kind of headed towards that more than uh, being my, you know, first-person character. Mm-hmm. I usually would NPC, and uh, and I usually got stuck with the the con man slash villain roles. But I'm, I was okay <laughs> with that, you know. It really wasn't yeah. wasn't too hard for me. I don't know. I hope that doesn't point to a darker side somewhere deep down. <laughs> uh, we won't get into that. Okay. <laughs> different, different different podcast. <laughs> yeah. No, I was like playing the. My brother and I joke that we love the uh, uh, NPC characters that don't talk, <laughs> because you kind of can. You don't have to like think as much, or it's just easier to kind of. Not that it's like we love just the fighting thing, but we love kind of hamming it up or acting in a different way, you know, through just uh, movement or loud yelling and and whatever. Um, it kind of makes it just I don't know a narrow role play direction, I guess. Um, so those are kind of the the roles we always tend to get into, you know. Try to make it more than just you know, a crazy goblin or whatever, but right. make it interesting yeah. for the players or whatever. I did um, a little bit of World of Darkness role-playing way back. Um, you know, the the old um, uh, vampires, werewolves. Okay, yeah. Um, yeah. That was put out by World of Darkness uh, so many ages ago, uh, or Mind's Eye Theater. And okay. uh, I, I used to enjoy that. Um, uh, that was something that kind of... Uh, kind of really waxed in popularity in the area and then it waned real hard kind of mm-hmm. uh it kind of disappeared from from my my radar for a while but i've i've uh, since kind of reconnected with a few people that have gotten into the national chapters and whatnot and uh so you know that that's certainly a very different style it focuses far more on the character to character interaction uh less so the combat um there's mm-hmm. kind of that rock paper scissors system for uh conflict resolution and ability resolution Mm-hmm. Um, but I've enjoyed that. Uh, I touched base with a few folks down here at a out of the uh, National Mind's Eye uh, Society uh, here in Tampa, and uh, they've they've been really great. And they got a great group that comes up from Miami and all the surrounding areas once a year, and they do a pretty big event where they they kind of have this entire warehouse to themselves. Oh, and cool. uh, yeah, they make a really great uh, night out of it, and uh, some really great role play goes down. Um, again, you know, kind of less on the combat, and it's just really mm-hmm. great to kind of throw a personality together. If you're like me, you've only done it a few times. Not really established amongst the old regulars yet, but, um, right. you know, and you just have some really great interactions with these people in a, in a completely different atmosphere rather than the sword and sorcery. Mm-hmm. You know, where it's a lot more, uh, you know, the combat can be a lot more extreme in a, and, and trying. Uh, so they tend to focus away from that, and it's, that's Kind of like the other side of the, the coin for me, which I really enjoy. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, I don't know if it's getting older or <laughs> the group that we play with now, uh, but doing more of the role playing situations and being in character has been a lot more enjoyable. Um, like, I might not go out on a mod or loot anything all day or whatever, <laughs> mm-hmm. but I still, you know, had a lot of fun developing characters and the story and finding out what's going on. And in our game, not to labor on it too long, but they have a really good uh, lore and backstory and a lot of like hidden things because we're like on this new continent that was discovered. So we're learning a lot of things. So there's kind of a lot if you want to just like, you know, pick the brain of a staff member that's playing an NPC and learn more and stuff. You could sit there all day and 
try to figure things out. It's kind of like a mystery slash frontier uh, sword and sorcery game. So. I think what like, happens a lot, we used to call it the level 50 shuffle, right? And that's like if you hit a high enough level in the game to where stats kind of stop mattering, yeah. you know, it's more about the actual uh, what's going on around you. You're, you're so invested in the things that are going around you. Stats have just stopped being important. Mm-hmm. You know, and uh, everyone slows down, you know, whereas, you know, when you're level three, you got those five <laughs> precious hit points, you know, and yeah. anything that hits you is a death sentence, you know, so, but, mm-hmm. you know, when you're higher level or, you know, whatever high level constitutes, you know, right. you can take the hit. So maybe you don't dodge out of the way as quickly anymore, you know, so you start getting more into the role play side and just digging into the lore hardcore. So. Yeah. Yeah, that's funny. That's kind of the arc. It is, yeah. yeah. It's it's this, and that's actually something that I was talking to a friend of mine about. Whenever I was um, in 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 my real life, I'm kind of I'm a data scientist, okay. and uh, and so I was telling him, you know, I wish that I had like a hard and fast way to like put little sensors on people or something, so I could collect data. And you know, because we were kind of nerding out at work the other day. And uh, I was like, you know what I wish I could do is just like put sensors on the ends of people's boffer weapons and in their, uh, you know, in their spell packets, things like that, so that I could like track all this interaction Mm -hmm. data and just see like who's the hungriest, who's the fastest, you know, so I could (laughs) show that arc, you know, like at what level do people stop dodging as much? (laughs) There has to be, there has to be some data out there, man. It's got to be out there. So one day, maybe. That's funny. Well, speaking of data management, <laughs> let's uh, let's talk a little bit about my LARP. Pretty interesting. Uh, again, getting back into LARP and seeing the technology is super cool to me. And I worked a bit in marketing, so I love kind of web applications that make your life easier, you know. <laughs> so tell us a little bit about it. When did it get started and what motivated you to create it? Uh, well, my LARP began as uh, a nameless tool meant to be used by one LARP out of southeast Louisiana. Uh, but before long, it became obvious that this tool could go enterprise-wide across you know, so many different spectrums. Mm-hmm. Uh, and if it contained a suite of different capabilities, then it, it would be a game-changer, so to speak, uh, because it could really add a different evolution to the way campaign owners and and logistics managers bookkeepers for the games uh you know whatever staff titles you want to use uh mm-hmm. could manage the the back end of the game from from the character management and documentation uh plot and story arcs uh, and other types of uh other types of data that we otherwise track in very unstructured ways uh when i was gming a, a game you know i found that it's it's quite difficult. There there's a lot of unstructured data, you know, word that just you know information that just gets passed from mouth to mouth, yeah. You know, or you know, or so, so to speak, and you know, you just start to realize that man, we need to capture this data, especially the stuff that affects the plot, the story arcs. We need to capture all that so that we can start really honing in our ability to tell a story, to entertain the players, make mm-hmm. sure that you know continuity which is sometimes a four-letter word in the, in the you know, <laughs> plot community, continuity could be maintained. You know, you don't, wanna, you don't want one plot member to burn down Village X and then the pl- next mm. plot guy to come along and be like, hey, guys, welcome to Village X, you know, when right. it was just burned down five, five hours prior. 
you know so continuity is like a, it's it's a it's a big it's a small word for a very big concept in LARP I think you know especially with all the different moving parts that you can have um, especially in like your epic saga type LARPs that aren't, aren't well, I say like non-episodic type uh, games um, it's really difficult so capturing all that and making it easier is the real crux of my LARP you know, mm-hmm. to bring knowledge management capability, and which is just a buzzword for capturing information, uh, to bring that capability to the people who need it to run games effectively. That's uh, it's kind of the real aim and goal of Mylarp. And then there's the okay. other side of the coin, which is for the players. Um, Mylarp isn't just a tool for staff members; it's also a tool for players who want to get involved with multiple LARPs, who want to register and get themselves situated online. Uh, So it's kind of like a common portal to manage all of your characters, to manage your between-game information and actions, and to just get yourself registered and and pay it up for the weekend. Mm -hmm. Uh, Kind of things like that. So uh, that's kind of the impetus for it, I would say. Yeah. So that was uh, four years ago when I first started putting code. And uh, that endeavor brought version 1.0, which uh, is still running today, uh, but uh, today we're in 2.0 beta. So that's where we are today. Cool. So it sounds like um, you noticed people either doing things differently or not keeping the information in an easy, understandable way, and you were trying to fix that problem, or... Absolutely, yeah. yeah. As one plot team moves to another, transitions to another, uh, information gets yeah. lost just in the shuffle. Um, just because there's never one place where a lot of information was being stored. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's always you know, things being written down on note cards, things being written down on Excel spreadsheets or in a Google Doc, something right. of that nature. You know, but there's never, to my knowledge, been anyone who's gone out and uh, taking that information and just tore it apart and then put it back together in a more, uh, you know, sort of data science methodology mm-hmm. uh, and, and just kind of brought it all together to where organizers and players could make use of it. Interesting. Yeah. Yeah, I've never had the experience yet of uh, mm-hmm. being on staff at a game. Yeah, nothing even really close to that. <laughs> I was going to say I've been a DM for D&D or something, but that's... Not even that close. <laughs> oh, it's hurting cats. It is absolutely yeah. a cat sort of thing. Yeah, but it's a it's a great challenge though. Um, I was mm-hmm. I was blessed to be a part of a, a management team, and I had a really great troop. Uh, uh, you know, about forty to sixty, depending on the weekend, and just great players all around. And I couldn't be happier. And they're still going today, so I'm I'm really proud of them, and I wish them all the best. And hopefully, I'll get to yes. come back around and actually make a character and, and play the game that I helped start and and mm-hmm. probably get murdered a few times for a few shenanigans <laughs> I, I pulled. I was going to say, come back as the uh, arch-villain or main something, antagonist yeah. or something. Yeah. <laughs> the main boss. <laughs> yeah, well, doing this podcast and just making some friendships um, with our game, I get to hear just a little bit, not really that much, uh, but a little bit of the behind-the-scenes um, you know how different games do their things. Um, 
And I know that like our game utilizes Facebook a lot. Like that's kind of how the staff and players communicate a lot, like more so than forums or something like that. Um, and a lot of just direct messaging. Uh, and I believe that's what our staff does a lot, you know, kind of during the day, like yeah. between the weekly meetings or whatever they have, it'll just be like text or message chains or whatever, mm, yeah. which that seems like a terrible way to <laughs> organize information. Well, you could always scroll back or search. Uh, yeah, I think things so probably get lost. Yeah. Like even in my own life, I can't find something I said to somebody the other day or something, oh, yeah. something funny I wanted to share with someone else that I can't find. <laughs> I would get the uh, occasional person who would roll through and they would say, hey, Rob, uh, could you write me a card for X, Y, and Z? And I'd be like, I will not. What are we talking about, you know? And he'd be like, no, we talked about this. And I'm like, no way. I've never had this conversation before. I don't know you. What are we talking about? And he's like, no, here's the message. And he would show me it on his phone, you know, some maybe like a Facebook Messenger type situation. And then I would, I'd be like, all right, let me reread the whole thing. Right. Because, you know, you just information gets lost in the shuffle so easily, you know, to where, you know, if we had a way to sort of bring all that together and, and uh, kind of string all that data together under one umbrella, it might be a little bit easier to remember because now you have a, you know, just a one, a one point where you have to go looking right. for continuity information. So. Right. Yeah. I've, I've found that in a few jobs I've had is sort of hard to decide or everybody kind of agree, like, this is what we're going to use. This is how you use it. <laughs> mm -hmm. Um, if we're working on a project, you can find all the assets or the links or the contact info here. Uh, and I, most places I've worked, I've either met with a little resistance or uh, just people not into it or they don't like to change how they've always done that. Like this is maybe skipping ahead a little bit because I want to hear about the futures. But like, do you find that with games? Like they mm -hmm. find it hard to migrate from how they've either always done it or... Even if it's a new game, players are just kind of... I see that mm -hmm. um, quite a bit. Like, our game has a variety, like a wide variety of players. We have people playing over two decades and people have played for two months, uh, which is cool in a lot of ways. But I, I, I hear people say that a lot, and I experience that a lot, where it's kind of like, well, that's, that's LARP, or that's how we've done it, you know, or you find these kind of, like, hard habits to break, or people oh, yeah, want to change. There's still some folks out there that I've, I've talked to and they're still pen and paper, you know, big three inch binders and pen and paper. Mm -hmm. and that's how they do business. Sure. And, you know, I, I applaud them for being, you know, so dogged, you know, to keeping, keeping it up and doing it that way and keeping on track and, and, uh, being great bookkeepers effectively, you know, mm -hmm. uh, but you know, I, I get hand cramps if I write too long, so I'm not gonna, <laughs> I'm yeah. not crash all over their, par their parade. Yeah, yeah, and I don't want to sound like I'm making fun of anyone, but because uh, I am, but I don't want to sound like that. <laughs> uh, but I, you know, I understand sort of the struggle of like, well, we already are so busy running the game as it is to take time away from that and migrate all this information or learn a new system. You know, are those like kind of the typical barriers you see, or they are? Those are the that is probably the largest barrier that's going to um, that folks who are trying to look for a different way, you know, they want to kind of bring their system up to date into a more modern uh, bookkeeping 
uh, that's going to be the biggest barrier is the, mm. is actually just moving everything that they are doing into a new system. Um, you know, and we're looking for ways to address that uh, with Mylar uh, to, to try to bring those barriers down. And mm. uh, you know, we've reached out to a few folks uh, to work with us to get their uh, their different rule systems built into uh, like a, a sort of template. And that way, if you want to come into Mylarp and just launch a, you know, system XYZ version 4.0 game, you can just instantly do so instead of having to kind of configure everything yourself. Uh, okay. you know, it's just as simple as a few clicks. And uh, that's certainly something we're working towards. Sure. There, like there might be a skeleton they can kind of start from or... Yeah, exactly. Okay. Mm -hmm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Getting a rule book translated into... Uh, uh, you know, ones and zeros can be kind of tricky, uh, especially because every LARP's different. Uh, they all have their own sure, ways yeah. about things. You know, everyone's got their their ideas about how one skill should work and how uh, prerequisites should should be uh, combined to to be able to purchase skills, or what even defines the word prerequisite. Sure. Um, you know, and then other folks are are much more rigid. They they want to approve everything done with a character sheet. They want to be able to review it allow it or disallow it you know oh, okay um so that's really that's really been the challenge is adapting my larp to you know be sort of the 80 percent uh solution for every system and to be gotcha. flexible you know to be flexible enough to be able to help just about any game system out there get their campaign online with us yeah <laughs> i mean yeah even just thinking about that sounds uh, I mean, not daunting, but but yeah, it is kind of, there's not zero standardization, but <laughs> there's a few very popular systems, but like you said, they could, mm -hmm. you know, come up with totally anything. You have, you know, some games are like, you pick a class and you level up in that class and you can do an advanced or higher list. Right. Uh, like our game is kind of more of an open skill system. So you kind of have trees, but really you could dip into another tree, like, pretty much every level mm -hmm. um so it's it's pretty and a common list that you can take stuff from so you could technically have like four or five classes if you wanted <laughs> um yeah definitely so yeah. that's that's one of the bigger things that uh mylarp is seeking to tackle is that sort of open you know anything goes sort of character build system uh that's one of the things we're working on right now in the beta is uh just bringing down those traditional sort of methodologies you know class race skills you know, class plus race plus name equals character. Um, you know, springing those barriers down so that it truly becomes a, a any any system goes sort of uh, application. Yeah, um, adaptability is like one of the tenets of Mylar. Just you know, show us your rulebook. Let's uh, let's talk about it. You know, tell me what your biggest challenges are, and uh, let's see if Mylar can be the solution for you. And if not, since it's in beta. Um, you know, tell me why not. Mm -hmm. And since uh, uh, myself and uh, my 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 former partner, you know, we were the ones slinging code. So if it was something that we could put together, we we do. You know, right. so we we have a lot of influencers, is what we kind of with the you know beta testers slash influencers because they'll tell us, hey, this you know this one feature doesn't really work for us, but it would be really cool if you did X Y Z, and then it would totally work for us. Uh, so, you know, I, right. we just make some tweaks to the code. Uh, we add a few little buttons to click here and there, and 
there you go. You've influenced the development of Mylarp, you know, to, to where it will work for your system. Nice. So. Cool. Yeah, walk us kind of through that process. Um, say a, a new LARP came to you and said, this sounds interesting. Uh, what do you need from us? Or mm -hmm. are they putting in a lot of information? Or is it more of a one-on-one -on -one meeting? How does that work? Well, getting started with Mylarp and into the beta is easy. Uh, okay. it, it's as simple as getting in contact with me. Um, we have the website, uh, and we have a form that you can fill out just to give us the basic information. Okay. Uh, so if anyone wants to shoot out to that, they can fill out it on mylarp.com and uh, provide us just the basics. And what happens after that is uh, we'll get in contact with that person. Um, one thing that I feel every software should bring to the table is an, is an almost concierge level of connection to it. Uh, between the the campaign and Mylarp, so uh, you know, as as the founder, uh, you know, as as a person who's always hands on with this, I feel that everyone who uses Mylarp should have a direct connection with me if they have questions or need help, because uh, mm -hmm. it's always daunting to kind of switch over to a huge enterprise level application. You know, there's just so much, so many, you know, bells and whistles, and you're not sure what this does, you're not sure what this terminology means. Um, so it always begins with a personal conversation, um, getting details of what LARP campaign you're looking to run and what sort of challenges you have in terms of paperwork or logistics, and then uh, providing you with a tailored initialization, you know, setting up your campaign, getting your user profile loaded up, and making you the master of that campaign, uh, the game master. And then uh, we, we always offer like a one to three hour Skype walkthrough of the system. So, uh, you know, you'll be on a Skype call with me for however long you need. You know, if you want to ask about everything, I will more than happy to, uh, you know, sit there and explain it and kind of tell you the ideology about why we do it that way. And, and if something doesn't exactly work for your system, how we might be able to tweak it. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, so that's, uh, that's how you get started with Mylarp. It's just with a personal conversation. You know, let's, let's sit down and just talk about it. And, you know, it doesn't have to be a... A transaction it can be a conversation right and about how many games are or campaigns are in the beta currently uh, we have it we have a number of them I want to say right now uh, we're looking at 12 oh, nice. I think right now are beta testing uh, actively uh, we have a few that are kind of uh, you know not so active you know they were interested and maybe have fallen off the bandwagon of interest but um mm -hmm. 14. Sorry, it's 14 that are active active right now. Yeah, okay. I pulled it up like right here as we're talking. Cool. <laughs> but yeah, and it's been really exciting, you know, as I've gotten emails uh, from folks uh, and just texts from folks. Um, I've got some folks out of uh, Quebec, Canada, uh, Adelaide, Australia, and of course all throughout the co uh, continental United States. That's uh, cool. I'm, I'm still waiting for the Alaskan LARP to contact <laughs> I want them, you know, to get involved, you know. I, I want to know what's going on up there. Yeah. But, uh, you know, who knows? They might get in contact. They might not. So. Yeah. Well, you got to have goals <laughs> and dreams. Yeah, so we got 14 in the beta. We have uh, uh, now 1.0, uh, which was released, you know, a few years ago. It's, it's very, uh, it's it's definitely has less features than 2.0, a lot less dynamic. Um, there, There's a small number of folks that are tied into. 1.0, and they're, they're, they've been using it for a few years now. Mm -hmm. um, but, um, you know, we're not signing up people under 1.0 anymore just because 2.0 is the way of the future, and everybody who's on 1.0 uh, is going to be migrated to 2.0 eventually. 
Um, so, yeah, uh, that's that's kind of where we're at right now. So all total, uh, about 19 to 20 uh, active users of the system. Nice. So, yeah, pretty exciting. I, I've just I've just been uh, kind of blown away by the interest. You know, I yeah. when I was searching way back in the day, just trying to look for what was already out there. I just kept coming up blank with something that was really applicable to, or should I say comparable to what we're doing today with Mylar. Mm-hmm. So, and still, even today, it's still kind of a, uh, a bit sparse in terms of options. Yeah. No, that's cool. Yeah, if, uh, a few people we've had on the show that's kind of been there. <laughs> the spark or whatever. Was, they wanted to find something, couldn't find it. And they're like, oh, mm-hmm. I'll start it. <laughs> right. Yep, there's always that idea that they'll start it, and uh, but once I started getting into it and having the conversations, you know, with the different campaign owners and whatnot, you really start to recognize that, hey, man, this is this is truly an endeavor. You know, you're going to build a system that needs to incorporate all the features that people expect of an enterprise level application these days, mm-hmm. which is to say, you know, social as- you know, kind of a social media aspect. Uh, you know, a transactional aspect, uh, and then all the little widgets that mm-hmm. you might need to accommodate one particular LARP system that has 120 chapters across the nation. So you definitely don't want to exclude them. You know, you don't want to make my sure. LARPs, you know, impossible for them to use. So, uh, or whatever, you know, you're trying to develop. You realize it's a big deal. It's a big endeavor, you know. So that's why it's taken quite a while to get to where we're at today. Yeah, I mean, I don't know, four years is... Not that long, really, <laughs> especially when it comes to sometimes it your own... like it. It yeah, 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 I'm sure <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, last four or five mu- years of my life have been pretty crazy, but uh in the grand scheme of things, you know, uh, starting a podcast starting a larp, starting a website um, takes, takes time, time. Yeah. yeah, 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 it took about three to four years for the larp by GM to kind of get its. To kind of you know kick the training wheels off and and mm-hmm. really start being its own entity and 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 people really identifying with it on a deep level. So I can I can understand that. And with Mylarp, it's the same thing. Yeah, you know, we just want folks to give it a try, see if it's the right flavor for them, and if they love it, great. We're gonna work with them every day to just you know make make it as good as we can. Awesome. Now has it been kind of a word of mouth as far I- as? We, we've mostly done word of mouth, and a lot of people, you know, especially our 1.0 users, you know, they really love the idea. You know, mm-hmm. they were like, oh my gosh, you know, this is what we need, and uh, hey, I told this guy about it, he should be contacting you tomorrow, kind of stuff, and uh, that was really great to see that word of mouth went really far. Um, we did do a little bit of advertising campaign just to say, hey, we're here, mm-hmm. and we want everyone to come and give us a try, you know, with the beta, because, it, you know, it's a free beta, just come on over, sign okay. up. You know, and play around with it. You know, see if it's for you. And if you have questions, cool. You know, just lay it on us. Um, so yeah, pretty low risk investment. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Time. It's just time, right? You got to yeah. invest a little bit of time into it, and um, you know, take your Skype walkthrough, and uh, that should answer a lot of questions. Um, so yeah, we did a little bit of advertising just to let people know, hey, we're here. You know, and uh, we exist, and we think we, we're the right thing. We're the bee's knees. So uh, <laughs> come check us out. Nice. Cool. Well, let's hear about some of these these features. Yeah, definitely. That's um, you know, that's always the sell point for software. You know, what can it do? You yeah. know, to help me out. Um, 
the big thing a lot most people encounter most people are looking for is the character management you know be able to build their rule system into a, a workflow kind of ideology you know to where like you can start the character creation process and uh, apply skills to your character in according to the rules of your campaign uh, so what mylarp allows you to do is build skills and build uh, things in, in the back end so that you can sort of replicate your entire rules in a system uh, that is intelligent enough to uh, to keep players uh, you know from from breaking it so to speak uh, so players can log in and they have rules you know it's, it's no longer just that I'm gonna build a character and email it off and see if it get approved no it's you built it according to the actual rules and uh, you know there's if if you need extra permissions to do a thing, you know Mylarp will throw a uh, you know a box up in front of you to say, hey, you need extra permission to do that. Would you like to apply for that permission now? Sort of idea, um, you know, just to handle those odd one-off skills uh, that go into creating characters, maybe with like a, a specialization of some type. Um, gotcha, but yeah, yeah, building building characters online, you know, so twenty-four-seven, you're always online. Players who you know are got the three. They're up at three a.m. and they get struck by that bolt of creative, you know, uh, just, just that bolt of creativity. Like they're gonna, they know the next character they're gonna play. They want to build it now. They can mm -hmm. log on and uh, get into your campaign and, and build that half orc uh, wizard scholar whatever you know whatever suits their fancy. And uh, they can do it right then and there. And they can always check it, too. Um, you know, as time goes by, they can log in and check, you know, what their experience level is, if they have any points they can spend. Uh, mm -hmm. If they want to get ready to attend an event, they can submit uh, paperwork and register, things like that, just to get themselves ready. And that's available to them 24-7. So it's really kind of a, uh, the character management aspect goes pretty deep. Um, uh, one of the best features is the rules, uh, what we call skill rules, which allows the people who are configuring a campaign to uh, configure the prerequisites and uh, with all the intricacies of that. It gets to be a, uh, there's, there's a lot of different ways to, to call a prerequisite a prerequisite, you know, it's level based or race based or mm -hmm. prior quantity of skill based. It, it gets deep, man. It gets deep. <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, so yeah, that's really the kind of one of the biggest draws is that people are looking for something like that uh, that's adaptable, you know, and it's not locked in to where you know they're gonna have to touch base with their their buddy who's a programmer every other week because someone came up with a new idea or a new mm -hmm. skill they want to build in. Um, no, you can all you can do that through the interface of Mylarp. You know, you don't have to be a code slinger to to work Mylarp. So um, nice. some other features. Um, me as a data guy, I love data, and uh, as a as a GM of a game, a general manager, I realize that there's some pretty important stuff, you know, that's going on behind the scenes that you, as a as a businessman, need to know about. What's going on in your game? What's popular? What do your players slash customers love to do? What's their favorite? What's their least favorite thing that's happening? Mm. You know, so it's kind of in that marketing aspect, which I know you said you kind of touched on there. Uh, you know, you want that data, that customer data. And yeah. so Mylarp tries to capture that information as the system, as your campaign progresses over time. You know, it's recording things about your player base in terms of uh, how quickly they level up, 
what what's their favorite race to play? What's their favorite skills? Um, mm-hmm. Things like that. So you can kind of see how your game is evolving and changing, and what players love. That way, you you as a campaign owner can kind of grow that aspect of your game, and and really just make your character, your players, and your customers love it even more. Right. right. Um, yeah. Yeah. That reminds so, me of a story when I first started this uh, playing this game. We were in the Facebook group. Um, before we ever went to our first game. So I was like really excited and I was asking a bunch of questions. And I think I asked that question like, um, you know, what are the most popular races? What are the most popular classes or whatever? And the variety of answers I got was was hilarious. Like <laughs> yeah. I had people saying like, oh, we have these, we don't have any of these. And then like the next day someone posted like, I did an in-game survey. <laughs> it actually says this and this and this. Which was like not what other people were saying. So, yeah, data, data, yeah. data is the only true, uh, you know, the 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 only true source. You know, you got to go to the data. So, right. Um, that's that's that was my feeling as well. You know, back in the day, you can never really get a hard and fast. Well, you know, you want to talk to your plot team, your storyteller team prior to the event to let them know, hey, it's a it's kind of a low turnout, mostly going to be low levels. This game, you know, mm-hmm. yeah. don't don't throw out the juggernaut. This event, you know, keep him in reserve for whenever the high levels show up next month or whatever. Um, yeah, you know, it was really hard to know that sort of stuff in advance because uh, mm-hmm. you just had to kind of look around, see who was there. You had to know who their character was. You had to kind right. of know that they were high level or that guy's low level. You had to just know it, you know, and that's you right. know from from a business standpoint. That's that's not great. That's not the the best, you know. So why not just be able to pull up a graph that shows you in a in a nice little pie chart, you know, who's here, you know, what are we looking at? Where's the distribution at? You know, what what's the mid the mid? Where's the median? And uh, you know, if we're running a fourteenth level median, then hey, let's run, let's kind of tailor our plans this event to make sure that we're not outclassing everybody here, you know, with. Um, right with baddies or monsters or mobs, whatever you want to call them. Yeah, so. yeah. Right. And it's all kind of an effort to have a better experience or a more tailored experience or whatever, yeah. like basically run your game better, exactly. you know, not to make everybody like ones and zeros or whatever. Yeah. We <laughs> don't want to do which that. Which is fun. Let's be honest. We just want people to have the information that they need. <laughs> right. to, just to, you know, kind of just help them. Right. Yeah. A tool to, that you wield however you want, really, right? Yeah, exactly, exactly. Yeah, we um we have some other stuff, you know, and certainly because uh, a lot of the 1.0 guys got in and they said, hey, it'd really be great if we had a a system to track in-game items, you know. So, uh, you know, we whipped up a a quick little what we call vault, and uh, it assigns yes. an alphanumeric code to everything that you can then, you know, sort of uh. You know, if you, let's just say, like, the, the baseline, you have a magic sword. You know, let's go basic magic sword, right? And you want to track that item, and you want to know who's got it, um, which character's got it, or, or something like that. You can actually do that with Mylar because uh, it allows you to create that in, in a, a sort of database structured way and uh, with a unique identifier that's not hard to memorize, you know. Uh, sure. And you can track the existence of those types of things. Yeah. But you can, you can get down to, like... Uh, you know the most minute thing and track it if it's something you want to track um, you can say you know I, I put this uh, this one thing into play let's say you're a storyteller 
and uh, you talk to your campaign manager and you tell them, hey, I need to enter something into the vault that I put into the game and, uh, and we want to track it. You can do that with MyLock. So um, that's one of the features. Um, we have what we call Monster Book, which is sort of like your uh, catalog of uh, NPCs with stats that you might want to throw out your mobs. Mm-hmm. Uh, we have that, so you can record that and, and use that. Um, my experience, you know, back in the day with Solar was that they would have a guy on who would volunteer two, three, four hours of his time to be the marshal of Monster Town. And he had this huge binder with a bunch of sheet protectors, and it had all the stats of every monster written down on it. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, unless, unless he knew exactly where, you know, your basic skeleton stats was, he would go flipping through it like it's the yellow pages looking for skeleton, you know. Mm-hmm. Well, Mylarp seeks to, you know, make that a thing of the past where you just type in, you know, skeleton, and it pops up, you know. Mm-hmm. Five, you know, 50 hit points, calls four damage, go, you know, out the door. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, so we built that out, um, and the Solar guys use that. And uh, Nice. So no more three-ring binders that weigh 12 pounds, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, Can you uh, put, like, tags or whatever on it so you could bring up anything that's undead or anything mm-hmm. that's in a certain area or whatever tags you want to We do. We have, a, we have a categorization system. Okay. Um, now with 2.0, what what's really great about 2.0 is that we're expanding we're we're expanding the concept. You know, you say tags, and that's really kind of the idea, is that we want to give you the power to customize MyLARP itself on the fly. So you can come in and you can add your own stat categories mm-hmm. to any type of record. Uh, you know, if you want to add additional information onto a, a monster record, then you can do that. Sure. Yeah. So like if my if the basic Installation doesn't suit your exact needs. You can customize it. Cool. Yeah, so we do that. Um, uh, some games, you know, they rely on the volunteer service to come in and volunteer their time, and and uh, it's always great to track that time that people volunteer from an hour. Oh, right. Yeah. You know, and uh, you track that because you want to reward your volunteers and and really, you know, tell them you appreciate all the work they put into your your campaign. Uh, so we have another module. We call it workbook. Um, where people who are checked into an event can sign in and sign out of different roles on an out-of-play level. And uh, once they sign in, it, it logs the time they sign in. And then once they sign out, it logs that. And it aggregates all that data up and lets people look at that data and uh, analyze it and even reward people for that time mm-hmm. uh, you know, with uh, maybe experience points or something like that. Right, yeah. Our game has a a separate currency you can use for special buffs or yes. just a variety of things um, and it's through other donations, money donations and then yeah, volunteer times and, and I'll bring like some weapons that I made uh, that were like I decided not to use or they were kind of a test or whatever uh, and they're like, well how long did it take you? I'm like I, I don't know <laughs> like I made this three weeks ago, I wasn't even uh, did it a little bit here, a little bit there Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm like, I don't know, just give me three coins, whatever. <laughs> yeah, that's uh, that's something we call the virtual market in my life because we have uh, different ways of, uh, you can set up a virtual market effectively and award people uh, coins or uh, some go- some games call them service heaps uh, or service XP, uh, things like that. Um, and and MyLARP allows for you to keep track of all those different types of non-character specific coins or points uh, so really? that can keep track of, of, 
of those types of things in a, in a virtual environment. So, yeah, um, that's something. The virtual market is something that we're we're overhauling in 2.0. Um, actually, it was supposed to be something that we overhauled in 3.0 because I put it on the old corkboard, like way over on the right of the timeline. It's like there's no way I can get to this before 2030. You know, there's just <laughs> no way. Um, but uh, after conversing with people uh, time and time again, it just became obvious that. Uh, some of the features that were planned for 3.0 just had to be in 2.0, just had to be. So, um, yeah, that's one of the things we're overhauling right now is the virtual market uh, and, and points system. So that, that one's the one I'm, I'm kind of banging my head against the keyboard every night. You know, like, ah, uh, more, more code, more code. So. Yeah. Jeez. Yeah, it's, you know somewhat aware of the complexity of a LARP, but yeah, as you're mentioning everything, like it's nice to hear that it is certainly encompassing a lot of the behind the scenes and the player base and stuff. Um, but yeah, there's just so many moving parts. Even if your game's not that large, you know, you can get enough people doing stuff uh, and you run it long enough, it's just a lot of things kind of add up and yeah. things to keep track of. And yeah, you're sort of not doing a disservice, but the game probably could be more efficient or better in some ways have if you had a, you know, clear, easy to use system to, yeah. to keep all this stuff in in track or whatever. And you don't have people coming up being like, Hey, I I did this and you didn't give me that or Yeah, remember five whatever, years you know. ago whenever I did the wa- the such and such? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I absolutely do not remember that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> It happens though. That was always a that was always a something. It happened at every event, you know, back in the day. And people would come up and be like, "Yeah, I remember me? I played five years ago, and I was the orc with the gemstone in his forehead. I didn't do anything, but I had it. You know, <laughs> hey, can I get a card for that? You know, it's like, uh, uh, no problem. Gotcha. You know, uh, you know you, you're like flipping through all of your chat conversations. Like, I don't remember this guy at all. You know? <laughs> but you don't want to say that, you know. Yeah, you're like, oh yeah, no, yeah. <laughs> I think I was that guy because uh, we played a game that our brother went to when we first started LARPing in in high school, which is over a decade ago. And then uh, we decided to go back because the game's still running um, this last summer, and they still had our character points. Like I was ready to just, you know, make a new character or whatever. That's fine. But he was like, oh no, let me look it up. <laughs> and it was just, I'm sure us. He might have had a binder, or it was like a spreadsheet or something online. Mm-hmm. He was like, he wrote it on a piece of paper. You have 114 points. I'm like, okay, great. And that's what you that's what you normally encounter is, you know, I love it whenever they can do that. Um, some guys, you know, who are running a pen and paper, you know, five years is a long time, and binders wear out, you know. And I've seen I've seen character sheets stuffed into binders, not. Not put neatly in the you know the sheet protector. No, they're just shoved in there. Yeah. You know? And then 13 years later, like Solar has been going on for over 20, 25 years now, I think. You know, and if you disappear for a decade and then come back and want to play, you know, ye old knight once <laughs> more, you know, it might your character might not be there. You know, right. it could have happened. You know, so the trailer could have gotten flooded out. Uh, Hurricane yeah, Katrina. Totally. You know, when it when it blew through Mississippi. Uh, you know, it, it tore up a lot of stuff, and uh, you know, it, something like that could easily damage fragile paper records. Right. 
So uh, there's a lot of risk there. I knew a lot of folks that had like a, you know, their their LARP box, you know, the thing that they brought every month with them that had all their cards for their items and stuff like that, you know, just get completely washed away in Hurricane Katrina. So, mm-hmm. you know, say goodbye to your plus five Goblin Slayer or whatever you got, you know, it's gone. Right. You know, Mother Nature decided you didn't need that anymore. So, <laughs> yeah, the fates, if you will. Blame the Druids, I guess. <laughs> sure. Well, speaking of that, um, it did make me think of other uh, web applications I've used. Do you have like uh, contingencies and backups and stuff? Oh, definitely. In case your um, server gets definitely. thrown away in a flood or whatever. That's one of the things that, uh, you know, I, I've been through uh, quite a few catastrophic data losses in my professional experience, you know, and I've, I've talked to customers who had those. Mm-hmm. And so one of the things that we've made sure is that our database doesn't exist in just one place. Um, you know, we are part of a, a content delivery network and a, a cloud-based service. Uh, if one of our servers goes down, another one pops right back up, you know, within a few minutes, and then we're back online uh, because data loss is is just absolutely a, a no-go for us. We cannot, we, we just couldn't, you know, if, if that were on us, we would just feel so horrible to lose someone's data. You know, so we took steps. You know, all of our servers are, you know, redundant, and uh, we don't want anybody to have to experience downtime. And, and unless it's planned maintenance, you know, Mylar should be up 99.999% of the time. Yes. So, and uh, speaking of data, you know, one of the things that a lot of people kind of asked when I was talking to them via Skype or just having a telephone conversation with them, um, you know, was, well, whose data is it? You know, mm-hmm. um, a lot of people, you know, they look at that that sort of fine print and they say, well, hang on a second. This says you own my data. Um, well, that's not really the case. Um, you know, we don't we never sign people up and say, hey, you know, all of your characters belong to us now. No, it's your data. Um, we just you know, we have a blanket term. You know, we're the data administrators effectively. You know, mm-hmm. if uh, if we didn't take steps to say, hey, you know, we have a certain licensure, if you will or, uh, you know, like the ability to manipulate your data, um, then we would have to get your approval every time our system made a change to your data, you know, which would kind of completely go the opposite direction of what it should be. You know, you don't want to get bogged down in so much administrative approval that you can no longer effectively run your LARP, you know. So, um, you know, a lot of people are like, well, can I just take my data and go if I don't like my LARP? And the answer, the answer is by and large, yes. Um, we do have a way to export your character and player data, you know, that's yours. You know, those are your customers. They're not our customers. The, the LARPs are the people we want to serve, the LARP itself. Right. So it's your data. Um, you can take it and walk with it. Uh, if, you, if you just don't like my LARP and it's not your flavor, that's okay. Take your data. It's yours. And uh, no hard feelings, you know. But we definitely want to know why it wasn't the best for you because we want to come back and uh, sure. we want to talk to you again in a couple months and tell you, hey, we fixed that thing you hated. So. Yeah. 2.5. Yeah, 2.5. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> nice. So, yeah, we're backed up, and, uh, yeah, we're pretty safe about that, and we're kind of retentive about that as well. So. Sure. Yeah, I mean, I, I tend to take that for granted. Uh, anyone creating a web application in 2019 would take care of that, but certainly for people would might be paranoid or worried or, mm-hmm. you know, like we were saying, that their game is precious to them, and 
Right. Uh, I knew a fellow that had a single Microsoft Access database that runs as LARP. And uh, so we had a nice long conversation about why that should not be the case. (laughs) Yeah. And, uh, you know, and uh, why MyLARP might be a better alternative. Uh, So, you know, um, it is dangerous to have just that one single copy. And then, you know, if it fails, that's, that's, that's the end of it. You know, that's, that's just catastrophic. I've heard of it happening. Uh, mm-hmm. It's never happened to my alarm, thank goodness. Uh, never will. So um, I say that because I, I know how many redundancies we've built into it. Sure. So, you know, unless, that, unless the EMP goes off tomorrow or the, or the <laughs> asteroid hits, we're all okay. But if it does happen, we have bigger things to worry about than our plus plot, our, our LARP characters. So hopefully, yes. you know, fingers crossed, nothing like that, obviously. Yeah. Can't take that plus five sword with you. Yeah, no, you cannot. <laughs> That's not going to get you food. So, yeah. So, I'm curious, uh, you have like a an app, or people can just use the website on their phone, um, like because you're you know you're going to be out in the woods or or wherever LARPing. Um, what's kind of the mobile use of it? Right now, we are 100% online. Uh, I have been talking to. A few different companies in my local area saying, "Hey, how can we make this better for people who have, you know, like you say, they're out in the woods. You know, you just can't take a lot of data with you um, mm-hmm. or connectivity with you, I should say. Uh, you know, and we're looking at developing iOS and Apple apps. Uh, you know, and being able to basically uh, synchronize what you do on a tablet or your phone or a, a local machine with the." Uh, online version, you know, so, mm-hmm. you know, to be able to completely work offline, um, that's probably going to be something a little bit further down the road. Uh, right now, we're just sort of, uh, you know, letting people work with it online completely. And then, uh, but hopefully we'll get there one of these days where it's completely offline and you can just synchronize. Nice. But then even just uh, accessing it, like on your phone or or a tablet or something, um, would it yeah. just be using the website like any website? They would, yeah. Okay. Um, what we're trying to do is uh, with 2.0 was we took a, a kind of a mobile first sure. you know, approach to it to say, you know, phones, phones are the way people interact with the web these days, you know, phones and tablets, and then they might whip out their laptop later on. Right. Uh, you know, so we, we thought, you know, it's got to work on a phone first, you know, so let's design for that. And then if they want to pull it up on a widescreen 50-inch TV later on, let's plan for that too. You know, let's design for all those different cases, and that way, you know, it doesn't look crazy weird. Right. I'm testing it right now. Looks good. Okay. Good deal. <laughs> I've had to do that a few times in my That's life. It. If, it, if it breaks, uh, I wish I could blame someone else, but no, I'm the guy. So, <laughs> weird, you know, i got to lay it at my feet. Yeah. <laughs> Great part is we have a we have a support email address where you could throw in and be like, hey, I I'm using uh, you know Samsung phone this that or the other, and uh, I tried to log in and it, it basically explodes. So uh, please help. And and so I'll be in contact or or uh, someone else, a friend of mine who uh, helps me answer support questions. You know they'll be in touch and uh, kind of give you that personalized experience. You know to help you through the problem. So. Cool. Is this the first web application you've made yourself? 
Uh, no, uh, I've, I've worked in uh, both the government sector and also the public sector developing web applications for 20 years. So I've kind of seen it all. In I was going to say, you seem to know what you're doing. I mean, I mean that was obvious from the get-go, but... Yeah, well, I, I have that imposter syndrome where like uh, I'm always afraid like Heard someone's going to jump out of the shadows and be like, you're not a real programmer. You don't know how to do X, Y, and Z. So, uh, but yeah, I've been doing it for a long time. I've kind of been around the block. So. Yeah. No, I mean, I just say that because it sounds like anything I've asked you, you know, you've covered and it, you know, it's totally legit and sounds like, I don't know, like sometimes I separate LARP in the real world for a lot of different reasons, but, uh, <laughs> but a little bit of that, like slow to adapt, I think more than anything. Um, so to have something that's like online and, you know, cutting edge, uh, is, you know, a nice surprise, I guess is what I'm trying to say. It's kind of bridging the gap. That's, that's yeah. been the LARP community for a while. Um, I've seen some really nice stuff though. Um, as, as people have found out about LARP, they'll tell me, hey, look at this thing that I developed for my, my LARP a long time ago, and it's, it's this really cool sort of tricorder-looking thing. And it, 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 like, you know, you meet some guys who are really smart about, like, electronics. Like, you know, you go to hacker spaces and stuff like that, and, and they've developed these really cool-looking gizmos and gadgets or, or uh, you know, just apparatuses that are, like, new, pneumatic, you know, uh, mm-hmm have a uh, hydraulic powered wings that fold out you yeah. know it's you meet some really genius people and you're like man if i could just get you over here and you and i can just powwow for like a week solid i bet we could come up with some really cool stuff yeah you know I and mean, right now with the way like you know you got 5g coming online in the next couple years it's you know it's going to happen and then internet of things is going to happen particle mesh networks are going to happen this is going to be part of our typical nomenclature in the next decade to where you might be deep in the woods, you know, running around, you know, bashing people over the head or or role playing, you know, uh, you know, as your favorite vampire character in, in the deep dark of a warehouse somewhere. But you're going to be completely online, you know, or, or at least have the ability to tap a data stream somewhere. Mm-hmm. And uh, that's that's the sort of direction my life wants to go is we want to be able to have our presence out there to where you can always tap into the system to get what you need to, you know, either run the game or participate in the game, no matter the genre, of course. You know, mm-hmm. if it's a modern-day genre and you need a tricorder, or it's a futuristic and you need a tricorder that, you know, heals somebody that's, you know, ailing, well, you can do that, and it all gets pumped through the system, you know. Mm-hmm. It, it, that's just kind of the future, and uh, it's time that we start writing code against that and, and in preparation for that. Thanks. There's a really great Facebook group out there that um, I'm, I'm going to sort of peg uh, for sure. for some folks that may not have heard of it. Um, they're, they're probably one of the more uh, active ones that I've seen. Um, it's it's a, I think they call it it's a LARP hardware and software. Uh, basically, it's a guys from all over uh they do uh they everyone talks about their software and hardware projects and what they've done and there's some smart guys out there who are putting sensors and stuff into their buffers or into their clothing so that they can record data or you know create really nice special effects mm-hmm. right there uh you know at their fingertips literally so um, we're there, man. I, we're right on the cusp of that. So I'm pretty excited by what the future holds. Yeah, me too. Yeah, I have a few 
I don't know, their pipe dreams or what, but a few things I've imagined, like, oh, what if we could do this in LARP? And yeah, it probably wouldn't be that hard or just, I'm sure the person who knows how to do that is alive and well on this planet currently. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you know, oh, yeah. it's just, just a matter of connections and time and assets and stuff or whatever. It will be. Uh, he's going to eventually come around. He's going to want to play and he's going to say, you know what? We can do better. And that's really all it takes is that one guy with the right skills to sort of bring the innovation to the table. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, I love my LARP. I tout it. I think it's going to be a great system. Uh, but I, I definitely want to uh, touch base with those engineers. I want to talk to them, have mm -hmm. those conversations, say, what can we do to make LARP even better? You know, we we all sort of, I don't know if you're a big fan. I, I know I was a Ready Player One. I, I love that book. Um, mm -hmm. That movie was okay. You know, I kind of enjoyed it. But, you know, uh, you know, that's sort of like that that idea that we can merge technology and our games together, uh, mm -hmm. uh, you know, to like really get truly immersed. Uh, that's so exciting to me, and I love that idea. Yeah. Kind of I got into computers way back in the day, you know, it's because I wanted that human-machine interaction to make things more immersive. Right. That's cool. Yeah, and I think that kind of goes back to what we sort of started talking about in the podcast was the, the how the the way the community is and you're right we are sort of all on the same page or have the same goal at the end of the day is to you know have fun you know do something creative and entertaining for a weekend or whatever um and so you know helping each other only makes everyone better really mm -hmm. um like there's not a ton of communities that I know that <laughs> tend to act like that. Um, and not that every LARP community is perfect, unfortunately, but uh, I have seen that a lot, at least in my own community of uh, people who want to volunteer the time and they want to see what happens next and, and work together to make it happen, you know? Yeah. And, and they appreciate the effort that staff makes and, you know, the, the staff reciprocates and appreciates the players' involvement and, and everything, so... I've seen the same thing, and it's it's really inspiring, you know, to continue on in the community because you see that level of involvement and that level of care and appreciation. You know, I've I've seen some guys who are electricians. I've seen them digging trenches and laying wire because you know the guy who runs the campsite, you know, wanted some extra help, and so they mm -hmm. actually went out there and you know helped him out. And uh, in return, he, you know, lets us come out and have fun on his campsite, you know, at a discounted rate nice. every weekend, you know, because we're sharing. You know, it's a lot of people say, you know, the bartering system's there. It's just, you know, you got mm -hmm. to have the conversation, you know, and, if, and people from all over LARP, you know, I know accountants that LARP. I know lawyers that LARP. I know electricians. I know programmers, uh, you know. Yeah. Uh, I know massage therapists that LARP, you know, there's so it's many different skill sets out there and we're all out there. We have real lives on, on the outside, so to speak. And, and, uh, I've, I've seen LARPers bring that into their communities and offer it up more than I've seen it in any other community. Yeah. Uh, kind of makes you proud to be a LARPer though. Yeah. <laughs> That's a hashtag we need to get going. Proud to LARP. <laughs> Started right here. Yeah. Started right here. Heard it here. 3-2-1. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. Well, I appreciate you ha coming on, Rob. Uh, what's what's kind of next? I know we kind of talked a little bit about some things coming up, but uh, what's sort of the... You got the beta going now, but what's kind of the uh, future of MyLARP in a Definitely nutshell? Definitely 
definitely have our eyes on making the system as uh, uh, easy to get on board, to onboard as possible. Nice. And do you have uh, any kind of like official release date or is it just kind of we're going to be in beta until we know we got it where we want it or? I think it's more more of the latter. Uh, we want to keep it in beta and, you know, beta beta lets us always say, okay, we'll, we'll integrate that feature. Um, you know, yeah. kind of modern day programming has gone to this thing where it's, it's, they call it iterative development, you know, to where you're constantly putting out something new every two weeks or so. You know, so it's almost like you never really leave beta. Uh, these days, sure. you really don't. Uh, it it's, seems sort of backwards, but it's really true. You never really leave beta. You're always sort of putting out that next thing. And uh, that's kind of the way my life will probably progress. You know, eventually we'll call it just 2.0 and leave mm -hmm. off the beta. Um, but, you know, at, at that point, we'll probably be talking about 3.0 beta. You know, where that, that <laughs> sure. next thing is happening. You know, that's maybe the complete offline use. Right. You know, it might be 3.0. Um, you know, we're developing an API to where you can write your own, oh, nice. you know, your own uh, sort of app against our system to, uh, if you want to do that. You know, um, you know, so an API is probably in the future. An offline system is probably in the future. Um, I, I say probably, and I mean that with like, you know, five, five nines probability. So, you know, that yeah. nine percent. It, it's going to happen. It's just a matter of time. Yeah. Sweet. Cool. All right. Let's get uh, all the info. Um, even if you said it before, let's let's get it all together. Best okay. ways to get a hold of you and get into the beta or, or anything else they want to know or learn about MyLARP. Well, we invite everybody to visit us, uh, MyLARP.com. Uh, you can see links on MyLARP.com to uh, get involved with the beta. Uh, we'll, you'll just click on those links, and you'll be able to fill out just a little bit of information, and that'll get you underway to becoming part of the beta. We do do a phased integration, uh, so you might not join the beta instantly, because uh, okay. there could be a reason why. Uh, we might be in the middle of releasing a patch or something like that where we can't just kind of put you in, otherwise you'd experience a lot of change right, uh, right off, and we don't want to you know, kind of shake people up like that. Um, but yeah, visit mylarp.com, click the join beta button, uh, fill out the form, that'll get the ball rolling and someone will be in touch, probably me, and we'll, you know, asking, you know, hey, when do you want to set up your Skype walkthrough? And uh, so that's the best way to get the ball rolling. And, uh, you know, uh, more the merrier, you know, we want you online, we want your feedback, uh, come on board, it's free, you know, we're not charging for the beta at all. Um, we might, you know, start looking at... Uh, Ending the beta whenever a few of the a few of these other features that we're working on are finished, uh, and uh, but that's probably uh, a number of months in the future, mm -hmm. uh, you know. But then we'll be talking about the 3.0 beta, and people could probably just transfer right into that, you know. So if you're not looking to do it right now, just look into it later. We'll still be around, so people have a thirst for it. So we'll be here. Very cool. Now you don't have to answer this, so you don't want to. But did you have to buy? mylarp.com off of somebody or was it available i actually got it years ago <laughs> oh, okay i've been meaning to you know <laughs> use it and then four years ago i finally actually started using it and uh no i actually did have a guy though um there was a different domain name i wanted um which i will not i'm not i'm not going to mention it only because 
There's a guy right now holding it hostage, and he wants a sure. lot, like crazy money for it, and I'm just not prepared to go to that level for a domain. <laughs> so it's just not going to happen, guy. You know who you are. <laughs> yeah, if you're listening. Yeah. <laughs> I've encountered that, too. That's no, funny. That's uh, actually a similar story with our, our uh, parent podcast network, Next Level Nerd. It was the same thing. Uh, Justin... I don't know if he I, he just thought of the name and thought it was good or he wanted to start a blog or something. And so he just bought nextlevelnerd.com uh, like a long time ago and never used it until a couple of years ago. <laughs> so it's kind of the same thing. He just sat on it. Right. You get these great ideas and then like you don't do anything with it. But then finally yeah. you look in your, your, your GoDaddy account or whatever. And you're like, oh, yeah, I still got that. Let me do something with that. <laughs> that or they send you a bill for the renewal. You're like, oh, yeah, I still got that. I should do something with that. Yeah. yeah, I've met a couple of guys that have just thought of what they thought was clever URLs and never sold them. But anyway. I like Next Level Winner, though, man. I, I should have jumped on that. That sounds like exactly <laughs> like what we do. We're all trying to get that next level up. So yeah, it's, it's a good name. I can't take credit for it, but I do like it. <laughs> I certainly appreciate the opportunity to come on. Um, it's my first podcast. Uh, hopefully, not my nice. last. But uh, I've enjoyed it, man. Uh, you know, and uh, thanks for having the conversation with me. And uh, you know, the door's always open. You know, if there's anything else that anybody wants to pass along, Grapevine, I'd be happy to answer if you want to pass it along on their behalf. Definitely, yeah. Cool. Appreciate you coming on, Rob. Great talking cool. to you. Thanks and, for having. Uh, me. Wish you the best. Sounds. It does sound like a really cool web application that people could get their games running. Do things maybe they've never even done yet. They can offer their players and I hope so. Uh, hopefully, make their staff's life a lot easier. Yes, definitely. All right. Well, thanks for listening. This has been Three Two One Leon Podcast, Next Level Nerds LARP Podcast. Again, visit nextlevelnerd.com. You can connect with us there. Check out all our other podcasts, like the Next Level Nerd Movie Podcast, where Justin and a variety of hosts will discuss movies that they enjoy. Sugar Frosted Serial, our podcast on television series, uh, trying to wrap up the Daredevil series on Netflix, and doing a reaction episodes of Game of Thrones for the final season. Uh, Next Level Nerd Gaming Podcast covers all kind of gaming, tabletop, and video games, and more. And our new podcast, Beyond the Multiverse, about comic books. Find these shows, just search Next Level Nerd anywhere on the web. If you'd like to support us, you can give us a like anywhere you see our name. And leave us a review on any of our shows on iTunes will help us out a ton. But until next time, LARP enthusiasts, thank you very much for listening. Thanks a lot, Rob and MyLARP.com. And remember, spread the word, spread the nerd. I mean, that would be an interesting barter system if a bunch of LARPers all got together, you know. Like, hey, man, this look. This is what we've been preparing for. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Remember how you were always looking at them my plus five Goblin Slayer? Look, man. <laughs> you know, word on the street is you got a can of green beans. Yeah. I really need those. So <laughs> my plus five Goblin Slayer. Come on. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> That's a sitcom or a as As ridiculous and preposterous situations go, that one would entertain me a lot. So <laughs> I'd like to see someone act that one out. Nice.